You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. In the long list of parent nightmares, it's up there, finding out your child is being bullied at school. Whether they've been hurt with fists or words, it can leave you feeling both outraged and helpless. So what do you do? Immediately call up the school principal and organise a meeting or download the Karate Kid and tell your child to harden up. To guide us through these murky waters is Dr. Karen Healy. She's a psychologist and co-author of the popular Resilience Triple P program. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. How are you? Good, thank you. But I admit that this is something uh, that I hadn't really thought of too much until my own daughter started mm. school this year. She right. she's, um hasn't been subject to bullying, but it just struck me that it can be quite a difficult thing for parents to deal with. It really is, Siobhan. I think part of the difficulty is that it, in a lot of ways parents feel like the whole issue is out of their hands because it occurs when parents are not there and sometimes schools recommend that parents leave it to the school to address. So when it's not addressed, it can be very frustrating for parents. So how do we draw the distinction between behaviour that's possibly just rude or mean and behaviour that is actually characteristic of bullying? Mm, that's a very good question, and you know, academics would debate the uh, definition of bullying with you. Uh, generally speaking, bullying covers a a, a wide range of behaviours. So it might be physical aggression, it might be verbal, it might be social exclusion, like deliberately leaving a particular child out who might expect to be included. However, all of those behaviours may not necessarily be bullying. So physical aggression might occur between equals in a fight or there might be um, you know, uh, a name-calling amongst kids who are just having fun and, and are genuinely joking around. So it really does depend on an in-depth understanding of the intentions of the situation. So it depends on whether the, the child instigating the behaviour is deliberately trying to hurt and also on whether the person receiving the behaviour experience it is hurtful. It also depends on whether it's just a one-off situation or repeated. So generally to call it bullying, it would need to be an ongoing situation. There would need to be an intention to hurt and it would need to be experienced as hurtful by the child um, on the receiving end. Now, I know it's only been one term for my daughter, but Mm. I I do find it hard to work out what is actually going on for her at school with friendship Mm. groups so she can come home and say she had no friends and played alone. But I'm pretty sure that she, you know, has lots of friends and she doesn't play alone. Um, How can you tell if children tend to um, be quiet, quiet, reticent about talking about school and I wonder if they are also they might also be quite reluctant to tell parents if they're being bullied you know how do we tell as parents how do we stay on top of it so that we know that they're okay some very good points you've made there, there Siobhan and, and can I just say at the forefront it's great as a parent that you, you do want to know how your daughter's going at school I think sometimes as parents we, we forget that a very important part of school is how our child is going socially, not only how they're going academically in the classroom but how they're getting on with other children so I'd say you know, firstly um, well done for, for being aware of that to start um, I would agree with you that every child is different and it can be very difficult to extract information from from some children 
um, the fact that you're having those conversations and that your daughter has an opportunity to, to, to raise issues is important. So sometimes children don't want to talk about things when we do. So sometimes, you know, at the end of the school day, they just want to put it all behind them and, and do something else with you. But if you provide opportunities, you know, on a daily basis where your child can open up if they need to, then your child um, will hopefully talk to you when they have difficulties. So, um, for instance... Um, with boys in particular, with my son, I find that he is more likely to talk when we're engaged in some kind of an activity together than when um, I'm sitting down opposite the table and asking him. So it might vary from child to child when they're more likely to talk to you. Uh, there are other ways we can we can find out how our child is going by um, encouraging our child to have friends over and to, to meet with other kids um, in out-of-school settings. We can see how they're getting on with other children. Um, we can talk to the teacher, so teachers can you know, often observe if our child might be having some difficulties. And sometimes there are visible signs. So, for instance, if your daughter were you know, ever wanting to avoid school or a social situation, um, if she is becoming more teary or uh, upset or touchy than usual, um, if she has uh, somatic complaints or illnesses that are not really explained, like tummy aches, um, um, or she's um, her schoolwork, for instance, is deteriorating or personal belongings are being damaged, you might wonder if there might be something more behind that and you may want to you know, ask some questions about how, how things are going to your daughter and the teacher. That was going to be my next question. If, if those things, you do notice those things happening and you suspect that there might be some bullying going on, what is the first thing you should do? I would suggest that the first thing you would do is to talk to your child so I think one of the one of the pitfalls we can fall into as parents because we want so much to protect our child is we can sometimes take over in these situations. Um, most children experience difficulties with peers at some stage during their lives and it's a really great opportunity for us as parents um, to, to, to coach them through how to handle these situations and to ensure that they can handle difficult situations in future. So as much as possible, working with our child to see firstly if it might be something that they might be able to solve themselves with our support. And um, you, this is just leading into all these questions I had because, um, you know, Darcy, my daughter, will come home sometimes, even when she was in daycare, and say such and such chased me around all day and he never left me alone. Right. Um, and, you know, when I was growing up, we were often just told, I'll oh, just ignore them. Ignore yes. them. Don't give them that feedback, you know, kind of like trolls online. Don't, yes. don't go and give them something to work with. I mean, what is the current... Thing that we should be telling our kids on how to deal with that kind of behaviour? Oh, good question, Siobhan. And look, I, I've worked in schools, uh, with schools as well as families, and I do think that that advice you have suggested there, just ignore them, is possibly the most common advice that teachers and parents give to children. And it's not always the best advice. It's sometimes good advice, but it can be a very difficult thing to do to ignore behaviour that um, the child finds distressing or upsetting. And when we use ignoring for a strategy, it can take a very long time for the other person to get the message. So um, so we sometimes give some, some alternatives there. 
Um, but the, the situation you've described there with Darcy is not unusual. And you might remember when you were back at school that it's the kind of thing that young children do do, chase each other around. But it's not much fun if you're not enjoying it. And so, um, and one of the things they definitely taught in daycare where she was was to say, stop, I don't like it. Um, And at one point, I this is definitely a parent fail moment. I did say, I I kind of went through my head, what can I tell her to do? And I said, did you say that? She said, yes, he didn't stop. And then I went, I said, did you tell a teacher? Again, not knowing if that was the right response, because, you know, when you're children, you can be called a dobber for doing that. And you don't want your child to get into that. Um, pattern either and then finally I said oh well did you tell your friend Florian who's a little boy did you tell him and and maybe he could talk to him for you and she turned around and said mummy we have to solve our own problems (laughs) I was like oh I've got nothing now (laughs) I mean you had a great load of suggestions there and all of those could be helpful suggestions I think you know, sometimes our, our children think that they're using strategies, but the way they might be using them might be a little different to how we intend it. So, for instance, the, the scenario of, of asking of your daughter asking, I assume it's a boy that's chasing her, am I yes, right? Yes, it thinking? was, yes. Yes, asking the little boy to stop. You know, if a child says, um, stop that, I don't like it, and then takes off looking behind them, what's the other child going to do? They're probably going to chase they're probably not going to believe her that she meant Mm -hmm. stop it don't you know I don't like it so certainly it's it's helpful teaching children words like that it's also helpful to get them to want to to ask whether the other child really understood their intentions and and what did she do with her behavior to show that she wasn't playing anymore so for instance it might just be for her to stop running if she wants the boy to stop chasing it might just be that if she says no I don't want to play that anymore and stops running, (laughs) that he will stop chasing her. It might be that she's accidentally signalling something different with her behaviour than her words. And I've got to say, in the intro, I did mention hiring out Karate Kid and and telling them to harden up, which I can honestly, hand on my heart, say I would never do because I'm the world's biggest wuss as much as I I love Karate Kid. It's not how I would deal with things. But um, I think anecdotally, I would say that mums and dads could have very different approaches to that and especially depending on how you were parented yourself Mm. um, there must be people who feel that fighting back is the best way to show you can stand up for yourself Um, what's your response to that well it's a really good question and I've worked with families a fair bit and I would certainly agree with you that that is probably the issue that um, parents um, have the most disagreements with about helping their child to be able to deal with this kind of situation. But I think there is some truth in in both perspectives. Um, As a female myself, I do respect that boys and men are more often in the situation where they need to handle physical situations than than girls and and women, I think that's true. And I think that that men do have some experience we need to listen to in these situations. However, um, there are we know there are very real risks to hitting back and fighting back. And I've also seen um, you know, parents encourage children to, to, to hit um, and, and defend themselves when really there is no attack on the other side. And what they are teaching their kids to do is to, in fact, go, on, go out and bully other kids. So, you know, there's some things that are very clear. One is that it is not okay in any um, school or community setting to, to instigate violence. I think every, every school in Australia would agree with that. 
that and in fact most schools also it is not okay to hit back in a situation of, um, of physical aggression so so children need to understand that they will there'll probably be consequences if they hit back um, in any school in Australia However, we also do not want to leave children in the position of being physically targeted and allowed to be punching bags. We know from research that that is an unhelpful situation. So you mentioned earlier that we don't want to, we don't want to teach our kids to, to be dobbers. I, I, I agree with that. And I guess... Um, situation in which there's a risk of getting hurt is not a situation of dobbing it's a situation of getting help because there is a problem and there's a difference between dobbing and getting the other just to try to get the other kid in, in trouble and getting help from a teacher because it's a genuine concern and the situation of physical aggression it's a genuine concern it is the job of schools to keep children safe and if parents know that their child has been threatened with aggression it's very important they do approach the school and talk to them about it and um, I would think 100% of schools or close to that would be um, very quick and very effective at preventing the situation and stopping that situation. I've got to say there is so much to talk about with bullying but unfortunately we have to leave it there. Perhaps we'll get you on and we can talk about specific areas because I know that um, there's probably lots of questions in parents' minds listening to that. Would you be happy to come back on? Certainly, Siobhan. I enjoyed talking with you. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for your time. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.